celebrate Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. For me, today is a great anniversary for the ordering of the eternal church, which Christ uses but his blood to preachers. And when the church seems to have lost hope. Today was the day. The church they thought is dead, resurrected in power and in strength. The church that was hiding somewhere at the upper room, afraid of everybody, like Gideon, hiding the Holy Spirit. This time it's not an angel. The Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the angel will appear. The New Testament, the Holy Spirit will stir us up. I'm not saying angels do not appear in the New Testament, but when they appear, they, they have a specific job to do. But the main, the main thing that person that leads us is not angels, but by the Holy Spirit. And that was the promise Jesus gave to us, his disciple. He said, it is better for me to go. But if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if the Holy Spirit comes, it is far better than I, Jesus, being on earth here. Because when it comes to my work, I am only here in Jerusalem. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not going to remain in Jerusalem alone. He will be in Jerusalem, be in Ghana, be in America, be in everywhere. He will not be limited by the container in which I live in. Hallelujah. Now, everyone can also boldly get to God and speak to God and be led by God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, God's children are supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. So the day Pentecost came, I knew that direction, confusion is gone. Hallelujah. So if there's any day to celebrate, I believe this is the day the church ought to celebrate it. Hallelujah. You know, I was talking about Gideon last week, isn't it? And I love that Gideon because he's an ordinary man. Ordinary man from a family that seems to be least. And not only the family that is least, 
his own own descent is list, the list of the list. But God saw something within him. Anytime, I don't know why God chooses, he takes the weak sometimes to confound those who seem to be very strong. And last week I was talking to you about this gentleman because there were some people, media might answer, anytime they plan, anytime they sow, anytime they do everything, when it's time for harvest, these people come like locusts and destroy everything that they have done. Sometimes our life is like that. We work very hard. And as if we want to, we are rising up, rising up, rising up, something comes and hits us, pine, and everything goes down. I think there is a solution to that. Hallelujah. The reason why it happened to Israel was that Israel moved away from God. The Baal which God asked them not to worship, they went back and was worshiping Baal. I don't know. That is a human being. They have, when you have greater something that works better for you, so that we want to go and look for other things. Huh? You have a mighty God. Some of you, you know we have a mighty God. Great God. You know the God you're worshipping is real. But when you are in a tight corner, you go somewhere. Someone is telling me, somebody asking, he want, if your business wants to be great, uh, give me, uh, I, will, I will do something and bury it in front of your... Uh, and the one who is talking is, is drunk. And I don't see the reason why if this guy can make you rich, look at his life. And he almost bought into it. Christian, born again, Holy Ghost filled, clapping hands. And most of us, when we are at a tight corner, Anybody that offers us some kind of solution, we want to just accept it. So Israel moved from a mighty God to go and serve a small God. And God's anger came against them. God's protection left them. Anytime we move away from God, God removed his protection. God will not come and do something against you, but he will just remove his protection. And you know Ojam? You don't know Ojam? Okay. You know the guy? That wicked guy? He's always looking for you to destroy you. The only way he can't destroy you is because there is something around you. There's some protection around you. He's been, he's been warned that you are the property of God. So he's just waiting for God to take his hands off. And you will see where power lies. So Israel became impoverished, poor. 
not because God created Israel to be poor, but because there are things that destroy their product. Then, most of the time, the only time we pray well and we pray sincere prayer and cry well is when we are in trouble. The Bible says Israel cried to God. Some of us will never attend any prayer meeting until the daughter tells you you are dying tomorrow. That time when we even pray one hour, I wanted me to extend it to two hours. As if everybody wants the two hours. Israel. Israel. They cried to God. And anytime God cried, the people cried to God, God then sent a prophet. Anytime we cry, God sent his word. That the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. You were bound, you were in slavery, and I removed you and brought you out of it. But most of us, we always want to be in bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all who oppress you. There are some that will always oppress you. There are some things that oppress men. It is God that can deliver us from every oppression. He said, I did this for you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also, I said to you, I am what? The Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. So you saw what brought the problem? God said, don't obey the gods of what? The Amorite. But they have not. No wonder. The first thing the woodcutter did was to break down the altar of Baal when he wanted to act. An altar is a place that sacrifices are made. An altar is a place where a God minister and receives and where he received praise and other so he broke down what stood for that God. So they asked, they wanted to attack him for destroying their God. And they went to his father. His father said, Ah, if somebody who's supposed to protect you cannot protect himself, why do you go and fight for Baal? Let Baal contend for himself. Let him go and defend himself. Sometimes there are some gods we have. We have to protect those gods. I will not go and take any god and bow to any god which I have to protect that god. 
My kind of God is not to be protected by men. That is why I will never take physical thing to fight somebody when he insults my God. If my God is God, he has a way of proving himself. So it ended the situation. He cut down a tree. <laughs> and that their hope was on. You know, his name is Tree Cutter, Gideon. He's a, in Ghana, we call him uh, a timber. Uh, <laughs> so God called him. And gave him a commission, but in all that he was afraid, and I last week, I told you how he wanted uh, a proof. Sometimes God will give you something to do, but you're afraid. You look at the enormous challenges that is on it, and God tells you you're capable. You look at yourself. Look at your pocket. Look at your money. Look at this and say, mm, 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 God, you've missed the the person. It is not me. Anybody, most of the people that God called, they make these excuses, including me. And when I got the call as a prophet, I told you I didn't have it in church. I got it at church, in the farm. A farm to an angel can appear. And when God told me I was going to be a prophet, I said, God, now, I don't want to be a prophet. I am not somebody who can talk. I'm not a talkative. You know, God, you're a talkative. You prefer to talk. I'm a very quiet person, and I don't want trouble. Secondly, I didn't have a picture of a prophet. The picture of the prophet I used to see in the, seven, in the 70s, that is the early 70s, it looked like 71, 72, that I got to know I was a prophet. I only saw a man, men that were gone, red gone, with belt, without shoe, And who never sat in a car? That is the kind of prophet I saw around. I said, God, mention person Mishekut. So there are many things that could put fear. Then God said, I'm going to make you a prophet. The prophet is not a dress. Neither is it a, whether wearing shoe or no shoe. But it's a calling. The same way a doctor can wear suit, a prophet can also wear suit. I said, thank you for telling me that. Hallelujah. Gideon wanted to be sure, so God, he, God showed himself in different ways. One, 
he made it rain. He said, let it is the rain came. He came. He thought, mm, it may be a dew that fell upon this. And then he said, let it rain all around. He did it. Then fire came and consumed this. And then it, it was, he, he was then convinced. But you can be convinced by the enemy can frighten you. He was convinced that God was there. But the enemy was new, great. Sometimes you know there's God. But the problem with the eye, when you look at it, even though there is God, you have a word called but. So, he formed his army. Because you can't go to a battle without army. And from the beginning, you know, he formed an army of 32,000, isn't it? God reduced it. He removed 22. He said, wow. And he was going to face over 135, is it 135,000? Even the 32 to 135, it can't match. Then they have reduced it to 10. To the people having reduced their number. Then God said, this is enough. This is more than, I don't need this number. Then God further reduced it to 300. 300 soldiers going to fight 135,000. How many of you, if you are a leader, you go? But he still, he was still afraid. And God said, follow me. Tonight, I want you to go into the camp and spy and listen. I want to show you something. But he was afraid to go. So God said, if you're afraid, go with your servant, this person. You know, there are some people that can encourage you. There are some people, when you're afraid, you'll tell them they will put more fear. <laughs> hey! This is you're going, ha, haven't you heard? The other day they went and did this. This April day, have you seen? He will mention the king's name and it will put fear in you. But there are some people who have the same faith and believe with you. Who have the same faith in God like you have. They will encourage you the way God will encourage you. God says that if you're afraid, there's a bold man here. Go with your servant. I've put some boldness in him. He'll encourage you and you both go. So the two of them went. And when they went, that night, God made them go there. When they got there, one started giving his dreams that he had. He said, I had a dream. And a bread made of a uh, Bali tumble and came, was coming from this and tumble and fell upon the tent of uh, our tent, this tent, and, and the tent fell down flat. And one of them interp- gave interpretation that this is not any other thing but the sword of Gideon. Gideon is going to finish us. 
And that alone put fear. You see, God also operates by fear. He, Satan wants to put fear in us. God wants to put fear in your problem. So God first sent fear into their problem. And he said, the guy said, no, this is not. Uh, is that, is it, he said, and Gideon had come. There was a man telling a dream to the, his, his companion. And he said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley. <laughs> barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned. And the tent collapsed. God has finished the, the tent. He has finished it. What the bread of barley have is no quality one. The price of the bread of barley is not equal to the bread of wheat. So it was not a quality bread, but it was less quality. And when you look at the the so, the, the, so, the, the military base that was formed by uh, by Gideon, when you put it and match it to any army, it is no quality one. So this that looked like nothing is going to fall upon them and destroy them. Maybe what you have might not match up to the world, might not match up to whatever is outside, but God on your side, with your faithfulness in God, he will cause you to overcome and to win your battle. You might be faced with a normal situation or problem, but today, I've seen your bread falling upon your enemy's tent, and your enemy tent tumbling down, and not only tumbling down, it will become flat, that nobody will be able to recognize it again. What looked very strong will become flat. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. I believe that it is time for us to believe that God. He formed his army and he had a strategy. You don't just enter into battle without strategy. You may say, I don't have enough money. But you can plan with the little you have. So what he had was that he had to divide that 300. Then he divided 300 men into three companies. <laughs> Military strategy. First company, second company, and third company. And 300 men. But you have to form three companies in it. You have to have groups that will do this. Then they divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put trumpet into their hands, into the man's hands, with empty pictures. <laughs> this kind of strategy, I don't understand it. And touches inside the pictures. I love God way. 
And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. As a leader, you don't say, hear what I preach and don't do what I do. If there are anything, any situation, if you are going to win any battle, that we need our leaders to do the right thing so that we can look at them, to them. Anytime we are failing or a system or somebody or a church or a group is failing and fighting and failing and not able to get solution as a leader. Ask the father. Ask the mother. Ask the headmaster. Ask the headmistress. If they continue failing and failing and failing, ask the teachers. Don't ask the student. If the business is failing, ask the managers. If people are stealing at the workplace, ask the bosses. There are some places you can't steal. If you steal, you know when you are caught out. The boss can be your father out. So now when people come and ask me, Prophet, this is what is happening. Can you lead me? I want to listen to the case well. If it is again the rule of that place, I said, look, I am not part of it. I will help you get another one that you learn a lesson. I cannot destroy that person's if he breaks that rule for you. He cannot continue to rule. So if you're a Christian and you're helping your Christian brother do the things well, that is the best you can do. If they, somebody employ you to come and work in her shop, don't sell and spend some of the money. Don't steal the things. The Holy Ghost is waiting, watching you. Oh, pastor. He divided them into company. And said, you look at what I do. Whatever I do, that is what you must do. Let me continue. And he said, them, look at me. And do likewise. Watch. And when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. So there's a watching. You have to watch carefully. You cannot go to the battle and be playing around. Your eye must be on him and look at what he's going to do, then you do it. Jesus Christ, looking at him, the beginning and the finisher of our faith.
we are supposed to look to Jesus. Watch him, look at him, how did he solve a problem? Whenever I have a situation, I ask myself, if it was Jesus, what would he do? If Jesus, when Jesus was confronted with this situation, what did he do? Did he use Kululu method? Continue. And I love what he said. And all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpet on every side of the whole camp and say, the sword of who? The sword of who? God's sword must come first before your sword. He didn't say the sword of Gideon. Sometimes we can so popular that we replace God. Our name, our action, whatever we do, then replace God. It is the sword of the Lord. It is when the Lord's sword begins to fight. That is when Gideon's sword can be effective. Gideon's sword, he is looking to the Lord himself. I say, as I look at the Lord, the way he fights, you people look at me. And when we fight the way the Lord fights, we will win this battle. The sword of the Lord will go before thee. Whatever battle you're fighting, it won't be your sword alone. It will be the sword of the Lord. Then the sword of Gideon. I love it. Then the word of the Lord, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Move again. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Just as they had posted the watch and they blew the trumpet and broke the pieces that were in their hands. Wow. Action is coming. Then the three companies blew the trumpet and broke the pieces. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpet in their right hands for blowing. And they cried, the sword of what? The sword of who? The capital L, capital O, capital R, and capital D. Not the small, the, the L, and the small O, and the small R, which you can put land at the beginning, called landlord. This one is Jehovah God. When Jehovah God lift his sword, victory is sure for you. And every man stood. I love this scripture. And every man did what? 
stood in his place all around the camp. There is a place for every man to stand. I cannot stand where I am not chosen to stand. Some of us, our problem is that we want to do things we are not anointed to do. I am not the general overseer and I will not wish if you for dash it to me, I don't like it. I'm very satisfied with what God has chosen me. And I must stand there and stand here to support the general overseer. As long as he makes the Lord's sword first and his sword second, where I stand, I will still stand there. Until there is a change, when his sword becomes first before the sword of the Lord, then the position must also change. I know you are thinking. There's no evil. And I know he will make the sword of the Lord number one. I've worked with him for almost 40 years. And I know that the sword of the Lord is what binds us together. I can say no pastor in ICGC understands him when it comes to the sword of the Lord than me. I've worked with him before ICGC and in ICGC. And I've worked with him before ICGC and in ICGC. So I know. And I know when he's taking another sword before God's sword, I should be able to tell him, hey, this sort. Maybe we are growing old, so we don't see well. So, <laughs> in a nice way. But the sword, every man should stand where God chose him. In a church, each man has a position. You've been called to stand in a place. If an usher, Stand well where God has chosen you to be an usher. If you are a singer, you are there to stand. You are in another company. Standing there to sing to bring the presence of God. If you are assisting somebody, stand there to assist so that his hand can be raised like Moses so that victory can come. No matter where you are, an intercessor, you don't need to be paid to pray for some people. It's a calling. Well, when you pray and result come, you may get something for it. But don't let that thing be ahead of you. The reason why you pray. Usher, 
Don't just join it because you want to usher some rich men so that they can give you a gift. If you do that, you will not stand where God asks you to stand. You are there because you are asked to stand there. You have something to do. If everybody should stand where they are, the church will be the most terrible, strong, and the greatest on earth. Even every church has a position to stand in the whole body of Christ. ICGC we have a place where we stand. We cannot do all. We don't have what it takes to do all that God has for the world. But we have our portion. Action have their portion. Methodists have their portion. Catholics have their portion. Presby have their portion. Pentecost have their portion. All the other churches have their portion. If each one stands at their place. People are crying that Christians are being ignored. I say no. If each one should stand in his place and will not cut, cut, Ourself. And do what God calls you. There will be victory. The Holy Spirit will take over the nation. Our cry of corruption and galamsi will end. Because most of the people doing galamsey, some of them are in the church. So when we take our place, whenever there is concentration of vision and purpose, sin gets down. Everybody has something to do. It is when we don't see our way clear that people move around. I pray that each one of us in your family, you ought to stand at a place. God put you in the family. You may not like your father. You may not like your mother. You may not like your sisters. But God positioned you there. If God had wanted, didn't want you to be there, he would have taken you to Afghanistan to be born there. But God placed you there. So the question we must ask, where, Lord, shall I stand? Stand where God chose you to be. Some are very good in different areas. Stand there. Work hard. And it will be well with you. It will not only benefit the entire church, 
entire nation, entire world, it will benefit you. People who takes, who stand at their place, never become impoverished. You ask every billionaire in the world, there's one overriding uh, purpose. When everybody's doing everything, he said, I'm going to do this. Me, cement. They may start with that thing and stand there, then build things around. He said, IT, Microsoft. And you buy it on your computer, you pay for it. He never changed. Somebody want to build, you want to do this, you want to do this, uh, do everything. I'm the prayer warrior, I'm the usher, I'm the singer, and even with this, I'm the pastor, I'm the prophet, I'm the teacher, I'm what again? The evangelist. So that is why I don't criticize people. I don't know where God put the person. Some this church, they don't do teaching. Hey, are you the one who called them? This church, they don't do evangelism. So how did they fill the place? Your evangelism is to make a crusade. That's your definition of evangelism. Some will go and win. Some of us are the outcome of somebody standing in his place who witnessed you and you got born again and came to this church. So I should not look down upon that person in the street that is winning the souls. But you don't win the soul and leave them in the street. They must have a home. So somebody has built a home so that when you win them, they can come to the house and have food to eat. Tell somebody, stand where you are. You should be standing. Amen. So I'll end here. At least I've left something in your mind. If you don't know which area to stand, I may be coming to a place where I will be talking and teaching on how to know where God wants you to be. Well, they didn't stand there. It is the leader who saw that this one, you are good for this company. This one, you are good for this company. So, we should be able to pray that God, our leader, will help us to fit into this system so that we can serve God with our life and be satisfied. God bless you. We have come.